You're listening to the Numbers Matter Podcast, the official podcast of Numbers Matter Accounting and Bookkeeping. So, (laughs) you sent me the list from the Business Journal of the top 25 gay, not just gay, but LGBTQ plus businesses in Phoenix. And I was wondering, and for myself too, how is that list helpful for you? So they had approached us a couple of months ago to fill out a survey, which I did. And then I knew that historically the, the business journal does a article on LGBTQ owned um, businesses for gay pride month. So I filled out the survey and then on Friday out came the results and it was the top 12 LGBTQ owned businesses in Phoenix. Um, and 12 kept repeating, like everyone was tied at 12. So oh, the, it really was the top 20 and we were number 12. Mm-hmm. And I spent far more time thinking about why I wasn't higher than that. I made the list at all <laughs> and confused because some of our clients are on there and we make more gross income than they do. Uh, so I hadn't read at all the metric which was clearly on the page, FYI. Mm. Um, but finally later, like hours after thinking about it, I read that it's based on um, Phoenix full-time employees, which were a distributed company. So that doesn't really oh, matter to us. Right. And I did have a lot of people reach out on social media because I posted it. And um, uh, and yet I don't think that that really makes that much difference as far as um, social media or obtaining new clients. I'm not sure that that ha- that's that. What I did think that it makes a difference for is showing people that um, there are successful LGBTQ businesses in Phoenix. Ah, okay. And so we talked a little bit about the idea of putting your money where your heart is. Would you take a list like that and go there first when you want to hire a landscaping firm or you know, whatever. So I'm quoted in the next page. Um, they did a, a quote that there, they had my picture and my quote is something along the lines of um, the challenge or the opportunity used to be that in such organizations or such communities that we tended to spend our money because of being in the same group, whether, you know, whatever the group might be. And, the challenge these days is it's not as important to do that. Um, it's not maybe as common to do that, but to be successful despite anything else like that. So to be a successful business, no matter your sexual orientation, for example. Now it's true, uh, which we had talked about that I sometimes tend to spend money where my heart is as far as being able to, uh, choose someone who is most like me or in my networking groups, um, you know, choose those individuals. That part is true. Uh, but I also tend to go with whoever is the best, not yeah. so much um, what type of person they are or what, what groups they belong to. So a list like that that's in the business journal is actually more of a, hey, it's possible to succeed and here's 25 businesses that are succeeding. And it's important for people to know that. I think so. I think if I was at number one, I would have felt different because I'm very competitive, (laughs) but (laughs) at number 12 with others, I was like, ah, 
Like, why did I bother? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, you're on the next page and with your picture and quotes and stuff. I mean, I think that's pretty impressive. Uh, that's true. I, I will say that while I posted on social media, I never heard anything else about it from anybody else. Like no client called me and said, oh, hey, I saw you in the business journal or maybe they don't. I don't know. But I, and I certainly didn't get any calls, although it's early days of clients like, oh, hey, I saw you in the business journal. I want to do business with you. That that hasn't happened either. I already think the answer to this question is no, but um, do you think that we're beyond needing to know if it's a African-American owned business or a woman owned business or a LGBTQ owned business that we are just going after the people to do business with that are the best? I want to say, I, I would, I, I, the ideal is that yes, we are beyond that, but we're not beyond that. No, not really. doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it. So what would you tell Okay, so say somebody is, comes to you and says, I want to do business with you because you're a gay-owned business. How would, how would that feel? Uh, people do say that. Do they? Yeah, because we're listed in um, the Equality Chamber of Commerce directory, so we get a lot of calls about that. Yeah. I don't change our standards for new clients just based on where they come from, unless it's my networking group. <laughs> And that's just only because we're in like a complex uh, point system for referrals, which makes me laugh to say that. Uh, but for others, I there's a standard and that standard's either met or it's not. So how big are they for their business? As it relates to accounting clients, they've got to be a certain size. That size is usually between 100 and 200,000 in gross revenue. And there's a metric for how much they can afford to pay us on a monthly basis for accounting or quarterly basis. And if they can't meet that metric, while happy to meet with them and and help them on their way and be as supportive as I can, they're not going to be that type of client. Now, we do take tax clients that are different. So they might have a Schedule C filing. They need a little bit of accounting to help get the Schedule C done. Um, But we're not constantly involved with them except for a couple of times a year. So that standard's slightly different. Yeah. Um, but otherwise we apply the same standard to all new clients, no matter where they came from. Now I do have a, a soft spot in my heart for people who struggle in their businesses, but that could be all types of people. Yeah, so. that's true. That, yeah. Struggling in your businesses doesn't discriminate. That's for sure. That's for sure. So You also mentioned, though, that maybe at least the gay chamber is a place or where you can go to look for more diverse employees slash partner contractors and stuff like that to work for you, because that's a value. That's a value. I would say that there's still a value to go into a situation where I don't have to worry about being judged for being gay. Yeah. Which I think is still, you know, always in the back of my mind. Um, and people, um, you know, especially if you're not sure what circumstances you're arriving into or the type of people are going to be there, it's not always a safe environment. Going to a quality chamber of commerce, always a safe environment. Yeah. So there's um, somewhat of an element to that as well. Yeah. It's nice to go places where you know, by definition, you're going to be safe. Right. And accepted. Ugh, God, that's a thing. So... It's not my job to interview you, <laughs> although I'm having fun doing it. Sure it is. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So why is it important for you to have a diverse staff? 
we do have a highly diverse staff. Um, we have people of color. We have people of minority religions in the United States. We have um, many women. Um, we have... No, that's not true. I was going to say we have LGBTQ members, but I guess I'm the only one that I can think of offhand. I think that uh, people coming from different walks in life have a great experience set that we don't otherwise see if we have everyone be exactly like us. So I think that they bring a lot to the table. Um, so I'm always interested in having um, diverse staff. Uh, we also have uh, diverse clients. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we have people, for example, whose primary language is not English. It's great if they have someone on staff that they can talk to in their own language. Uh, you know, women business owners sometimes feel more comfortable um, talking to women. So we've got lots of women on our staff. We have far more women on our staff than we do men on our staff. Maybe because I like working with women. Uh, but we definitely have men on our staff. It's not that we don't. Uh, but I do like minorities. They just bring more to us and more to, to the table. Yeah. There's actually, I think, a lot of research about how diversity is adds to the profitability of the business, which is sort of, you know, counterintuitive. <laughs> or maybe you would think it was counterintuitive looking at the board structures of Fortune 500 companies not so diverse. Well, I guess unless it's flex holidays, it's also that people are never off at the same time <laughs> because they're out celebrating different right. things, right? So, it's pretty yeah. smart. <laughs> so what would you tell somebody about putting their money where their heart is vendor-wise? So I think it, when we're talking about vendors, that there's, there's different types of relationships. So um, I'm in Business Networking International. Um, our podcast um, production company, T-Door Productions, is um, our um, a podcast facilitator, is in my networking group. I do tend to give a lot of business to my networking group. That said, they give a lot of business to me. That is the relationship. That's how it's structured. That's how it works. And that's great. Outside of that, I do tend to look at choosing vendors who can do a great job. So that's first and foremost, no matter what they do. Um, and if there's a choice between two great vendors and one is any type of minority, religious, um, sex, uh, um, belonging to some LGBTQ group or whatever, I do tend to preference them. Um, uh, and that's, that's just something I've always sort of leaned toward. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. It's worked so far. Thank you for listening to the Numbers Matter podcast. Episodes are released monthly. Check out Numbers Matter at our website, nmaab.com. If you or anyone you know are in need of accounting services in the greater Phoenix area, feel free to reach out at the contact page on our website, or you can send an email to chris at nmaab.com. You can also give us a call at 602-614-3404. This has been a T-Door production. Theme music by RKVC.